listening to The Misfit Lightworker with Doug and Jessica. Enjoy the show. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the special Easter edition of The Misfit Lightworker. I'm Doug. I'm Jessica. And we're here to... What are we going to talk about today, babe? First of all, how was your Easter? It was lovely, baby. Yeah, it was nice, wasn't it? Yes. I feel pretty fat at the moment. It was but beautiful. I, f- I was thinking of this earlier today. I feel like there are, like the holidays are perfectly set apart. So when you start to like see progress and gains in your physique, like trying to be more fit and thinner and... I feel like the holidays are perfectly spaced <laughs> out up. so that <laughs> you, just when you, you chunk start up to, again, just when you're like, oh man, I'm really like, my abs are starting to show and I got rid of that back fat and then wham, there's a holiday. There's chocolate covered peanut butter eggs. Yeah. With lots of cream cheese and stuff in them. Yeah. Good times. Not the light version. And all the good stuff, bread and meats and cheeses and. Lotions and creams. <laughs> I did pretty well, minus my taste testing jelly belly jelly beans, which is literally one of my favorite things to do. And I don't, I haven't done that in a long time. Popcorn jelly beans, they're my favorite. I unfortunately got a black one of those, which really pissed me off because oh. I put like six in my mouth and one of them was the black one. Oh, and it just, ruined every one it of ruined them. Ruined every single one. Everyone got ruined. Um, there's something just inherently wrong about black jelly beans it's not a racist thing it's just they <laughs> they taste like ass they do to me. I, well, I, you have to really be a fan of black licorice to like any black yeah. flavored gummy something i'm not i'm not, me, I'm not I'm straight up red although you do way. like to chew on the fennel outside which tastes like black licorice yeah but that's there's something different about that well yeah completely but it really does have a very similar taste to black licorice fennel seeds really good for for fresh breath it's really good for digestion as well yeah and you can, it just, once you plant it once, it grows everywhere. Yeah. We'll talk about that in our new gardening podcast that's coming <laughs> out someday. Um, okay, so let's get down to, to business. Okay. Uh, what would you like to discuss today, babe? Well, I had mentioned to you, um, because after we recorded the last two podcasts, you know, the, the, the sit down and listen to yourself aspect of it, um, I made two notes about things that I kind of felt like I glazed over and didn't really explain myself very well. So I thought kind of covering that and then we'll just kind of see what what that leads into. I do have some other thoughts, but I'm not um, adamant about it. So you have thoughts, but then basically <laughs> that's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> yeah, all my thoughts. All right, great. Um, now so everyone will know what my life is like. <laughs> <laughs> Except they'll actually be listening. <laughs> uh, it's such a good one. It's true. It's really true. I try so hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, right. So I'm not exactly sure which one. It will come back to me. I know that the one thing I wanted to discuss was... Um, I referenced the word gifts a lot um, in one of the podcasts where I was sort of talking about the benefits of getting to know yourself and 
not being afraid to kind of look at your darkness and go within and heal, you know, as things show up, which is something we can talk about too. And I kept referencing, you know, that, that gifts were sort of revealed to me and, um, it kind of like triggered me in a way cause I was like, uh, I don't like how that sounds because I, it, out of context, it, it sounded to me, um, I don't know. I just didn't like the way it sounded. <laughs> so I, um, what I want to say is that I feel that all of us have gifts inside of us and, um, particularly intuition. I believe that each and every one of us is blessed with a very keen intuition. Um, but we don't always take the steps to trust it, listen to it, um, and also kind of expose it. It gets muddy over time. And so when I reference healing and gifts being revealed, I'm, I'm referencing everyone and that this was kind of my experience is that the more that I listened to myself, the more that I took steps to heal, my intuition increased. Um, and then, you know, other things like healing abilities and tools that I had. But in my mind, how I, when I say that, I feel that this is, this is the case for everyone, that the, the less we run from ourselves, the more likely we are to um, reveal the things inside of us that we don't really know are necessarily there. Things that maybe go dormant or things that aren't able to uh, be fully expressed because we're, you know, suffering from anxiety or uh, just stress, depression, um, you know, so many people have what I call the pinball machine thoughts. So your your mind is all over the place that you can't even tap into to the gifts inside of you that are just kind of waiting to be exposed. Um, and that's something that, like I said, when I was talking, I felt like it was, I didn't cover how that kind of resonates for other people. That I'm not just saying that because I did the healing work that, I'm special and gifts were revealed. I feel that we all are very uh, unique and we all have talents and, and, and also things that I feel like we know we have inside of us, but maybe we ignore. I mean, how many people say, yeah, I wish I, I wish I could do this, but their fear or their belief systems stop them and they think that they have to do what they should do to, you know, basically survive essentially. Yeah, so, but I, if I ahead. can just interject, I feel sure. like... Really, what you're really saying is that you you really need to spend time and cultivate the the skill. Like you may have, you know, um, you need to spend time like honing your craft. That's the bottom line. So, although there is some, you have like a, an innate thing happening. Like you are more apt to be talented at the specific thing but you still have to cultivate it and learn about it and experience it and 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 refine your your skills yeah it's definitely part of it and i think we've talked about that before where you don't can't just expect to be like psychic like overnight or something like that no you really need to like do the dirty work kind of thing yeah well and i but so what i i think what i'm trying to say is that it's like for me you know, my passion has always been helping others. I, I can't remember a time in my life where that wasn't something that just I was naturally good at and drawn to. Um, and then, you know, as I said in the one podcast, massage therapy was like the gateway drug, right? I didn't think about becoming a massage therapist knowing I was going to 
ended up being, you know, what people call psychic. And, you know, I didn't, I, that wasn't what I set out to do. It was more the, the, the calling to, and I reference this to, like to feel better guided me to things that then I realized I was super passionate about. And then that kind of, I mean, literally, for me, it was like things were, sorry, buddy, here, you need to go out. That's Hi. Cliff, kitty boy. Go ahead. Oh, he's going to stay now. I have to close it. Cleffy, I can't have the door open. Um, in or out? One, two, three. <laughs> go. Go. There we go. Okay, sorry. Um, okay, so let me... Let me and, I, and I wasn't... I, I mean, I know you're a little... You're kind of... Um, I know you're trying to explain what you're talking about, but what I'm just kind of interjecting basically is that um your gift is basically that you are just drawn to being like a compassionate kind of caring loving person right i don't i didn't necessarily <laughs> get that same gift gene mix <laughs> no but so, you know what i mean right but this is what i'm trying to say is that so the anything that we are like is innate in us a lot of times gets like masked because of fear, mass because of self-doubt, mass because of what other people told us we should do or believe or you know what I mean? And so the more that we listen to ourselves, the more likely you are to reveal the gifts within you. And it doesn't have to be psychic ability. It doesn't have to be intuition. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, like now that one of the things that happened was one time when I was like working on someone on the table doing cranial sacral therapy, I just intuitively started to work off the body, right? Um, and I just trusted that. I didn't overthink it. I didn't, you know, I did have some like, oh, please don't let them open their eyes and see what I'm doing right now kind of stuff. Like I had that for years where I, I crossed my fingers that no one was going to open their eyes while, while they were on my table because I would be doing all this weird shit with my hands, right? But what I would notice was that as I trusted this intuitive feeling to do this, I was actually watching more um, what they call sort of unwinding. So like the body twitching and stuff. I could I started to walk away from the person and go to other sides of the room and do energy work, uh, you know, with just my heart, not using my hands. All of that was intuition and looked kind of crazy and felt a little bit crazy. But then, you know, the feedback would be profound. What I witnessed would be profound. But and that to me is just like, yes, like that is my vocation or my calling. But, you know, just as, as you've discovered, like the more that you trust yourself and listen to yourself, you keep having experiences with music, right? That mm -hmm. you dive deeper into revealing things about yourself. Mm -hmm. So if somebody else's passion is, you know, uh, animals, they might just be like, I love animals. They might not know that they have like this, I don't know, veterinarian calling or do you know what I'm saying? Uh, because they were told that it was silly or foolish or whatever. There's so many different um, things that happen inside of us that we blow off. And most of the time, it's because we haven't stopped to really trust ourselves, to really be like, like every time someone says like, well, like I remember uh, quite a few clients, actually, I would hear like I, or see uh, flower arrangements or floral designs. And I would hear these things that like, you know, there was a calling for them 
to work with flowers and their eyes would get big and they'd be like, oh my God, I've always thought about that, but it seemed kind of silly or, you know, just kind of like a, a pipe dream. And that's when I go, oh my God, no, listen to that calling because your brain will tell you all the different reasons why that couldn't work out. But your heart will guide you to that, that, you know, you can't even think of how things are going to unfold because they just unfold in this divine way because you dropped into your heart, which is where the magic happens. So the reason why uh, healing and, and listening to our truth and our gut isn't promoted by mainstream society because in a lot of ways, uh, you know, the, the they, with whatever, however you want to put that, wants us to be droned out, you know, wants us to just follow suit and and get the 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 you know nine to five job and um or you know or just live in fear because you know you might be living your passion but you might also still have fear uh hindering you from another true calling which could be uh starting a family you know like what if you are afraid of having a family because some part of you like in your mind told you that you're not gonna be good at it and then uh, here, actually, it could be the one thing that makes your life amazing and, and brings out things in you that you never knew existed, right? So there, there's so many variations of, of what I mean by gifts. Um, and it does, I don't, I definitely mean intuition because um, that's the starting point. So like, I believe we all have a very keen intuition that gets clouded, and so working to learn like how to reveal your intuition again or just even listen to it. Um, so many times people, I, I know because we all do it, we'll, we'll have like a, what I call a hit, like we'll have an intuitive hit and the mind comes in so fast to be like, yeah, that probably was me making that up and we chatter in our own head. So one of the first things I would say was stop that chatter as soon as it starts and go back to that original intuitive hit, you know, because your intuition is going to guide you to your gifts. Your intuition is going to lead you to that life that you couldn't have imagined you would have. Um, and even like what I said to you last night, I mean, a lot of times when um, good things start to happen in our lives, we start to get even more uncomfortable because we don't believe that that could be real. And then we kind of get squirmy and the fear can find its way in. So the more self-love we have and the more that we learn how to quiet that that voice that wants to derail us from our intuition, uh, the more likely you are to to find your truth and your passions and live uh, you know, authentically, which is really what this world needs. We need everybody working hard to be in their heart and to to really love themselves because that is what's going to heal all the bullshit swirling around us. More and more people empowered, more and more people um, practicing unconditional love. And that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about was unconditional love. So that was the one thing. And then the other thing was I, I felt that I glazed over... Um, in discussing uh, the history that I uh, had in my childhood of sexual abuse, and I I had referenced um, that conversation I had with my teacher Dave uh, many years ago, where he said to me that um, the person who had abused me um, actually loved me the most, and um, and then I went on to explain, you know, how that created a great healing inside of me when when it was presented to me that in order for me to become a, um, a person on the awakening path, you know, to, to wake up in this lifetime, um, it was a necessary thing that I agreed to 
to have that experience because if it were not, and this is where I feel like I, I left out, if it were not for me being sexually abused, I would not have made the phone call to see the counselor who took her watch off, you know, because the energy in the room was so uh, potent from the work we were doing, which then cracked my mind open a little bit, right? And I went, oh, wait, what? Like your watch stops because the energy? And then I was intrigued. Um, and then every everything that led me to like, you know, I, I want to feel better, a good chunk of that was, you know, healing these, these parts of me um, that at one point in my life, I felt like we're just going to wreck me forever. You know, we're just going to constantly, you know, kind of cloud me as a human being when actually the, the seeking of the help, you know, to feel better kept leading me to greater teachers, kept leading me to uh, modalities that I use for myself that now I see, um, like uh, years and years and years ago, I used to work with these people who do, do something uh, called the circles of life. Um, the woman who created her name is Dorothy Espio. Um, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. And they, they were the ones who would say, like, you have a joke, no, SBU. No, I was going to say, I'm probably, you were saying you were pronouncing it. I hope you're pronouncing it correctly. I was going to say probably not. <laughs> because that's definitely one of your things. Pronouncing things incorrectly? Yeah. Like, like Dada? <laughs> Sovereign. How are you supposed is, to say it? I don't know. I think, I think that's kind of up in the air. Um, so. <laughs> Just being playful, babe. Um, so. When I was working with those people, there was a lot of like, um, they would be like, hold on, let me like listen. And I was like, what do they mean listen? And then they'd be so on point. And it taught me like to pause and listen, which is now a good chunk of the work I do. Just really, you know, like I remember one of the first sessions I had, the woman I worked with was like, you need to sing a song. And, and this was actually one of the most profound healing sessions I had ever had. And it, it was early on on my path. Um, I had been doing that work with my other counselor for a long time and I couldn't ever get to uh, like uh, a lot of information would come out from a time when I was three and a lot of information would come out from the time when I was five, but I couldn't get to my four-year-old. Like there was like this block where I couldn't let that part of me heal. So I went and had this session with this woman and um, she it was weird and strange. It was my first time doing like the circles of life. And I remember like I had to like walk like, you know, eight steps to the right. And then I had to like jump up and down three times. And you're just like, what is this like circus show? Right. And then at the end, she was like, you need to sing a song. And she was like, what's the first song that you think of? And it was Amazing Grace. Um, and it and it came to me because of Ani DeFranco. I was big Ani DeFranco nut back then and obviously still love her. But really back then it was uh, important in my life and she was like okay well you have to sing Amazing Grace and she sang it it makes me like well up talking about it she sang it with me so we sang it together and I sobbed like a baby and it was like immediately it was my four-year-old and she actually said this is your four-year-old and she had no knowledge that I had had that part of me stuck for like two years where I couldn't get to it. And so then I was like, okay, there's something to this. Like she didn't know that that was a part of me that I really struggled to get to. And then there was this huge cracking open. So then it was like, okay, well, I wouldn't have had that experience if it were not for being sexually abused. And this is how um, when we go to a higher perspective, what I call like, you know, a, a constellation or like treasure mapping, which I do think is actually the next um, – 
workshop from the the workshop series is treasure mapping um where you really start to connect the dots of your life where you start to go wow if it weren't for this i wouldn't have been led here right and when you can take the really painful experiences the really challenging hard experiences that you at the time you're like ah, why is this happening to me and i want this to stop or whatever when you can finally get to that point where you can go i totally see how that was necessary to get me here um that that is like the best place did i talk about my conversation with my aunt in the last workshop about that because this was one of the best moments god i hope i'm not being redundant but one of the only people actually the only family member who actually like sat and listened to me and this is another perfect example of this um when i had so i uh lyme disease affects my life currently (laughs) i try to be really conscious of that at times so and when i was at that point of like deathbed uh a few years ago um and i needed people to drive me to Philly for treatment, my aunt drove me twice, remember? Mm-hmm. And the one time um, we were driving home and she just, I don't know how it came up, but we ended up talking about the, the you know, the sexual abuse and, and everything that kind of happened um, and what made me choose to walk away from my entire family. Um, she, I told her, I, you know, I explained everything that took place. And she said to me, I, I get why you don't come around anymore. She's like, you really tried. Like, you really tried to, to communicate and heal with your family and nobody really wanted to. And she was like, you know, I understand it now. And I said, yeah, but like, I wouldn't change anything for the world. You know, like this is, I'm, I'm actually at a point where I am grateful for all of it. And she said, well, I don't understand. She's like, how can you be grateful for that? And she was like, you know, if if you could choose between being sexually abused and and being who you are today or not being sexually abused and being who you are today, she's like, wouldn't you pick being not being sexually abused? And I was like, then I couldn't be who I am today. And she just kind of sat there staring at me. Right. And she she was it was really a beautiful healing moment because she was like, I don't know that I would be able to to get to that place. And I think a lot of people feel that way. A lot of times people are like, yeah, that sounds nice, but like, I don't know that I would ever be able to get there. And right there, you set a limitation for yourself, you know? So if you long to get to a certain place within you, like for me, I didn't I didn't want it to be something that plagued me forever. And not that I still don't have residual stuff. I know I do. Obviously, I, I, I have um, some things that still show up to this day but god it's not even close to what it once was and um and then i know i'm truthfully saying i wouldn't change it i would not want to take it away you know um so i just wanted to kind of clarify like what i meant by that there was like immediate forgiveness and how that kind of played out for me that like um it, I, I felt like I glazed over that is what I'm trying to say. So it's important to to reflect and to be able to see like, okay, like, right, that was a necessary step to kind of catapult me to wherever I am supposed to land. And the more that we trust that, the more that when you're having experience, it's not that you shouldn't feel what you need to feel. I mean, you know, I'm like a huge crier. I believe in crying and healing and taking the time you need and expressing how you need to express 
but all the while keeping in mind that higher perspective that um, even if you are in the throes of, of, of needing to vent or, or, you know, be pissed off or be sad and depressed, whatever it is, that's okay. Uh, I encourage it. Uh, just do your best to maintain that level of, of higher perspective of, uh, and, you know, the cliche of everything happens for the reason, everything happens for a reason. Uh, a lot of times we'll hear that and it will kind of trigger us like to be like, you know, I know (laughs) everything happens. Right. But like, okay, well let's like really look at that. Like, and maybe for yourself, um, that, cause I know like when people used to say to me, um, uh, well, everybody's your mirror. I would be like, oh my God, I can't fucking hear that like line one more time. It would just annoy the fuck out of me. Um, so you have to figure out like what words can you say? Like what words can you say? Like if if it's not everything happens for a reason, what can you say that is in that same kind of consciousness that won't make you rebel against it kind of? So like for me, like the, the idea of, uh, you know, oh, it was a necessary thing for me to wake up, like that feels way more empowering than everything happens for a reason. It's like, oh, no, and that's why we talk about the football stadium. I chose this. This is something that I agreed to so I could have this experience because um, I'm, I have a certain mission in this lifetime to achieve or uh, just on a soul level, maybe not even lifetime, but just uh, as an awakening uh, soul to say, this is going to be something I need to experience in order to, to keep growing, evolving, awakening. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I felt like I kind of like lost myself. I was just trying to think, come up with my own thing. Oh, but I didn't have good success with it. But that's the thing too. I mean, there's, that's something that people, when you, when I do like sessions with people, a lot of times I'll be working to come up with an affirmation, right? So I have to like listen and I can feel and the person will even, um, the other day, it was really great. She did so beautifully. Um, I can't think of it now. It was like two different words, like, um, oh fuck, I wish I could remember. But we're we're such unique beings that like it can it just might need to be slightly tweaked for it to resonate with you. Well, it, it makes me think of um, mantras, and I should know more about this considering my slant. But um, you know how how a student waits for his teacher to give him like the perfect mantra that he can kind of chant. Totally. So, <clears throat> instead of just saying you know one size fits all kind of thing like we're it's unique get, get to know you and what you know your aspirations and your tendencies are and this is what's going to actually catapult you forward yeah that's actually what i that's exactly yeah. what i do right yeah. so and it is really it's very sensitive like and and this is the thing that people don't realize they're capable of doing if you start to listen to the the body signals right like you know heed the body's message and this is something that people often deny myself included uh more so in like like my relationships with like you and and my daughter like um when I'm emotional even though like I can feel my body telling me like you know maybe now's not the time to express yourself I might not heed that and then that's like something where I can it's almost like I'm watching especially I told you yesterday like when I'm ovulating or have my period I'm much less likely to be like okay, like take a moment and like make sure that like this is what you want to say right now, right? So um, the body will give us the messages. The body will, you know, if it's not the right 
affirmation for you, you might get a sensation. So for me, I definitely get a chest sensation and I get an arm sensation. So, and I always tell that to my clients, like my arm, when something's off, my right arm gets this really weird, dense, heavy feeling. And like, I know I'm probably in a fear mode. I'm not in like a space of love. So I do my best to like, okay, I feel my arm doing that sensation. It's like an anxious kind of fear-based sensation. Okay, what can I do to move myself back to my heart? right? Or if my chest gets tight, then I know, okay, what do I need to do to like drop myself into my belly? Um, but a lot of times people will get their their message, the body message that's telling them like, no, that's not right for you. And they go, oh, I'm just going to keep going. So that is another perfect example of an intuitive exercise. Like when your body is giving you a signal, find out what it's trying to tell you, right? Because, um, you know, like, like whenever you put your hand on my sacrum, right? Like if we're like snuggling or whatever, you're just rubbing. Like when your hand's on my sacrum, I get this beautiful uh, butterfly feeling in my belly and it feels very much like unconditional love. And it's and it's a sensation that I think uh, we, we don't even realize that we can have that sensation because there's so many other like uh, overwhelming anxious feelings that uh, we, we they're just constantly bombarding us and we don't even make the space to have that feeling of like trust and faith and unconditional love so learn learn your body signals learn the ones that like okay this feels really true and beautiful and good inside of me um and yeah so I'm trying to think of the I'm trying to think of like a good example of like um like let's say okay so this I'll just use this so let's say I'm um talking to someone about like what, like a good way to cancel out a belief system, right? And I'll be listening for the affirmation. And let's say it's, I'm, I'm ready to experience peace, right? And I just won't get the like, um, the okay, because I use my body too, as I'm in session. So I'll often get this like, oh, no, that's not right. Or I'll feel their kind of discomfort where it's like not sitting with them. And you could switch the the word peace to I'm ready for serenity. And then like they could just, everything can just go, mm, and it just, it feels like that. It feels like this, like, ah, oh, right? Like a sigh almost. And then you're like, oh, so it wasn't the word peace. It was the word serenity. And for whatever reason, the word serenity is going to resonate in their being more. Um, and those are things that you can learn for yourself to just listen to the way you feel. If it feels good and it feels true and it makes your body kind of sink into like a sigh and like calmness, follow that. If it if it ignites your spirit, follow that. You know, if the brain comes in and goes, well, you should blah, 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 or you don't know because that might not work out. Like that's not a voice that is supportive and loving and encouraging. So we... Even though we're not surrounded by that kind of support, that is all the more reason to create it within yourself, right? And, and we're not taught that. Right. So that kind of brings me back to my earlier point, which was when I was talking about like your specific skill set, like how you had to work to cultivate it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but for, and then, you know, you're saying now like learning to, to, understand your feelings better and and know what like i think for some people even just to know like what feels good and what doesn't is very confused right now totally. you know what i mean it's a really hard thing to do so i don't know if you would like to give some maybe simple examples of ways to improve upon that for uh, for someone that maybe doesn't necessarily have that vocabulary yet like doesn't even know what f what good yeah means. because you're i mean 
and not to like beat a dead horse or do this kind of like generic superficial stuff, but like you're constantly bombarded all day long, media advertisements, um, different pressures from family, friends, random strangers. Turn it's, off the TV. It's really hard to figure out. Yeah. So what is real? What's good? I mean, even just to know what's real first is one thing, but then to be able to decide between good and bad takes a little bit of digging and searching. Well, and so good and bad is another thing that like right there, that's kind of like a, a, it's not necessarily how we want to perceive it, right? It's not that it's good or bad. It's about what's true and right for you. Right. Because what's true and right for me might not be true and right for someone else. So if we just put it in the good and bad category, now we're in that duality mentality, right? Which is where we, we, they want us to be. The powers that be, whatever, want us to be in a state of duality. So um, first and foremost, and that's a great way to, to, to segue into this, babe. So thank you for that. Um, you should have a segue sound effect. Ding! <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, first and foremost is shut it down. I mean, I, my shit happened because, um, like, I literally couldn't listen to music. And when I when I say that, I mean, if I would have listened to music, I would have just bawled my eyes out. Um, music, TV, um, all kinds of things were reminding me of things that just made me feel sad. So finally, I just said, okay, fuck it. Like, I, I, I don't want to feel like these feelings. So, uh, and not in like the way I'm saying, like ignoring the feelings. Like, I didn't want to be out of focus. So like, I was recognizing that TV and certain um, songs and and all that was just putting me in a very bad state. So it was kind of like it was a it was a it was it was the setup I created to lead me into uh, two years of basically silence, you know, minus like a few of my closest friends. Um, Life changing when you decide to um, not have that input all the time, to not have the TV on, to not um, bombard yourself. At, like, I don't know, what's it, three months now, maybe more, that I'm off of Facebook and I can't even explain how much lighter I feel. And I had been ignoring that because my brain was telling me I needed it because I'm self employed. So it'd been years of me being like, I don't want to fucking be on this shit. And I just kept ignoring it because of my ego. And then one day I was like, no, I don't need this. This is not beneficial for me. It's like I'm in an automatic state of just clicking on it without even wanting to click on it, opening it up, not being happy with that. I opened it up and yet still looking at shit that I don't feel like fucking looking at. So why am I doing this? Um, But that requires consciousness to be aware of that. And um, so I would say if you are, if at first you want to like get clarity, um, quiet time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be meditation, just quiet. Like just actually Max Spears was telling when I was listening to him today, he was talking about that, that there's so much truth to that. Um, Like Ruby just asked me, she's like, mom, she's like, how do you not listen to music in the car? And I'm like, I love silence. Um, And in the silence, I get to know myself in the silence, uh, I uh, see things in ways that I wouldn't be able to without that chatter going on. Um, and it's, this brings up, um, there was a time, uh, the one the one band I was in, we had like drummer issues and we auditioned a bunch of guys. And the one guy that auditioned, who I think has since passed, he had um, some sort of muscular issue, degenerative disease. And 
he came and played and but it was he was just like a cool guy to hang out with like he he was a bartender like kind of old school bartender and stuff and he was 20 years older than all of us and I don't remember much of what he said at the time but the one thing that he really said was like you know nobody just like sits anymore like you don't just nobody just goes and like sits on the porch for an hour right just, just sit there like in quiet observing you know getting a little introspective probably on some regard like you know like whittling a stick on the porch that's really what that was about was just getting deeper inside i mean obviously people were bored <laughs> a little more bored at that point but that was you know they're probably a little bit more emotionally healthy i would imagine oh god you know I mean? a thousand times yeah. more and more um pure you know we're so like like toxic there's just it's like toxicity is everywhere right and it is normalized to be toxic and there's like a, an entire mental construct that people exist in that is completely created by by like their thoughts basically it's not like it doesn't really adhere to i don't want to say adhere to reality but to like kind of natural law like there's this whole other level of of you know this kind of new i don't want to say liberalism either but it's really such a mental game about you can't say certain things and all these sorts of things there's like this whole other construct that exists now above everything i feel like and not above like in necessarily like a good way you get what i'm talking about like yeah i, like I know about this i before. know what you're talking about yeah there's like a whole new it's reality. a level of control yeah, we are. We yeah. There's more control, uh, but under the guise of but you have all that you want. Yeah, but you don't. And it's not. But it's not grounded in anything. It's a very heady. Yeah. There's all these like intellectual rules that you have to follow all the time. That that not you know it's just really hard to keep up with sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, and just the mere uh, like when when I watch Ruby, like. We were just talking about this the other day, like when I, she got her first like leapfrog, which was like the old school, like little kid, like tablet. This is like before we had the iPads and stuff. Right. But in, intuitively, she just her fingers just navigated that thing. Right. Like that device where I looked at the device and I was like, what? Right. Like, I understand what she was doing, how she was doing that. So you see how this shit gets built in. Right. Um, little girls who fucking twerk. Right. Um. I wouldn't have twerked when I was five, right? But something in them, it like the, these things are getting built into us, and and then therefore like uh, these behaviors are are becoming more prominent than those beautiful, uh, you know, intuitive. Uh, connected to the earth, right? So everything is designed right now to disconnect us. So we mm -hmm. have to be conscious to say, I do not want to be disconnected. Mm -hmm. So what are the things that disconnect me? So Facebook was something that I realized disconnected me. Mm -hmm. So I had to be like, okay, I don't like this. I don't like the time waste it is. I don't like how I feel. Um, one of the things too is like, you know, I, I remember a friend of mine saying like uh, that, you know, anytime she went on Facebook, she was depressed because, you know, everybody was doing all this stuff. And it's like, one of the best quotes I ever read was, um, you know, something along the lines of while everybody's, you know, posting their their highlights, I'm living my bloopers. And that, again, is like a, another like there's all these ideals put in our face. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're just supposed to be heart centered beings who love each other and get to know each other. This this shit that's built up around us is distracting us from the, the true power, the true uh, reason we're here and it's not about, you know, accumulation. It's not about uh, external stimulation. It's about like self-love and connecting and 
and recognizing like how powerful we are um, in the silence. And that's one of the things too that um, I talk a lot about with my clients. And again, you know, I have to bust my own balls and, and recognize when I need to to hone my shit in because um, we we have this ability to change the external by doing nothing but being with ourselves. And this is something that like, you know, all of us, um, and not that it's not, you know, communication, obviously, you know, is important to me, but like so many people try to make shit happen by like convincing people to make shit happen, right? And all you really have to do is get that center of clarity and power within. Like, so that's when I call it like anchoring, like when you get really solid, like, um, I, I know, babe, that I'm, like, using you because, but you're the person here, like, the more clear you get, the clearer, I'm saying the more clear, the clearer you get um, about who you are and the things you desire, um, that the, the more that you'll anchor that inside of you, right? Like, when you, we've, I won't say, it, you know, what it is, but, like, recently you've had some things that have occurred, right, where, like, a couple years ago, you were like, babe, I really like want this to be part of like my career. And now it's showing up. Um, but the the it's not that you went out and like, you know, knocked on doors. It was more that you, what I would call you anchored that truth within you. You were like, yeah, that's something that I want. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you hold that vibration. And that's something that like we as people, again, aren't taught like go get them. You know, you got to be like pounding the pavement or whatever. You know, you know how often I mean, because you and I have, you know, had our, our ups and downs. And a lot of times you see these like generic kind of glazing over. Well, if this person's this, then then this can't, you know, then then th they're not meant to be in your life or whatever. And it's like, well, have you tried like shifting? gears within have you tried setting intentions have you tried believing in the power of love have you tried um you know for lack of a better word prayer because so many of the miracles that have occurred in my life didn't occur because anybody fucking believed in it it was because I believed in it I felt that truth inside of me and even if everybody around me was like yeah you're fucked up I was like I don't feel fucked up this feels true to me so I held that vibration and even, you know, I mean, another topic is like, oh, you know, what is success? Like, you know, I started to realize that I had so much judgment about not being successful. Uh, but I realized that my my level of uh, what the word success meant always was attached to monetary success. I have so much success inside of me that no one could ever take away. But money can always be taken away, right? So when I started to realize like the wealth of, of loving myself and that that outweighed my desire to be monetarily successful, not that I wouldn't like to be monetarily successful, of course I would, but how that inner critic comes in and, and tells you that, you know, you're failing at life when uh, I don't feel like I am. I, I mean, I have literal things that I can never lose. Like will never be taken from me. And if money can always be taken from us, we, we, nothing is guaranteed, right? There's no guarantees. That's true. Right. So the Some more, <laughs> that's not even, <laughs> so you cultivate that, that 
self-love inside of you, you work towards the things that are going to make you feel good, the things that are going to bring you peace, bring you joy. And if you get there, people won't be able to take it from you. And even if it's a bad day, because not that I don't have bad days, I do. I can have bad weeks, but there's always this little like light inside of it. It sounds so cheesy, but there is, there's this thing inside of me that's like, but I know there's something greater than all of this. Um, and because I, I, and again, I, 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 I use the word no, it's I feel there's something greater than all of this. And that is what gets me to the other side of the bad times or the difficult times, right? Um, so yeah, what, what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> well, we were talking about kind of just quieting and learning to figure out Oh, how to, right. Like, how, well, how to know what feels good and what doesn't and yeah, just what's true for you. Connecting and that sort of thing. I yeah. Mean, I know worse for me is like gardening really helps me get connected and just. Right. That's so, a meditation for you. Totally. Yeah. Excommunion. Exactly. Right. I'm in the sun and I like, I'm literally, there's like, it's productive. Like I'm eating things that I'm growing and which is great because you're kind of nurturing it from seed to, to the end of its life. From seed to seed, basically. Which is a really cool, but it's really a grounding activity. Yeah. I don't know why I'm talking about that right now, but just... Because it's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it was kind of a long, not that the winter was necessarily that cold, but, you know, February and March are just dark and it's tough to to deal with. But the the best I've felt in like months is now because I'm working in the yard every single day. I feel so much more balanced. Yeah, that was like... This has been brought to you by... (laughs) Um... That's one of the things that I noticed too, like when I go for walks in the wilderness and it, it has to be the wilderness. Um, I was just talking about this in work the other day. Every time I'm out surrounded by trees, especially like really big ones, um, I recall that, that meme that says I am the glitch in the matrix. Um, and I always get that feeling when I am out in the woods, I get this complete sense of uh, being a very whole empowered being and I'll go I am the glitch in the matrix and I'll feel it like I will truly feel the the potency of my being um and it only ever happens when I'm in the woods that's the only time which kind of makes sense too because that was sort of my saving grace most of my childhood was just walking around the woods yeah I I talked to all the little pretend beings that I had well then they were pretend and now I realize that they probably weren't pretend at all <laughs> you know but um maybe we could try that at the new house walking around talking to the beings we just looked at a new uh, well we didn't really look we observed from the outside no but so it's dreamy pretty amazing yeah just throwing that out there universe if anybody wants to give us thousand dollars <laughs> um yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the the more quiet you can have, the 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 closer you'll get to yourself. Go ahead. Which what, babe? Well, I was just thinking. I don't know if we need to keep belaboring this point, but you know, environment has a lot to do with your peace of mind and how you're able to find that quiet, and that's a huge factor. Um, you know, cause thinking about. <clears throat> being at the place that we looked at yesterday versus where we're at right now is a huge difference. And I feel it would be like a complete Zen experience, you know, at the yeah. new place. Yeah. But 
finding just trying to do the best you can where you're at is not always easy, but and that's important. I mean, there's yeah. there's a lot of that too, which is like if you if you're miserable where you are, you're most likely going to end up staying there longer. You know, so making like peace, like we just talked about this last week, like in order for you to to, to move from here um, to say, um, OK, house, what have we not completed yet? Um, and be grateful for all that it's offered you. Um, well, that's the thing, too. Like I obviously I've wanted to move for a couple of years now and it keeps getting stronger, especially um, looking at properties like we looked at yesterday. And, and I want to keep thinking about that that goal of like getting something a little bit more appropriate for, for who I am. But I also can't like start hating on this place because it just makes my life a complete miserable mess because uh, all I think about is like the negative aspects of the house and just want to get out of here. It's hard to find that right balance. Right. And that's where I think really, truly gratitude is what, what the key is for that. Like, okay, like, thank you house for holding me. Thank you house for having my, you know, this studio that I can, you know, record and now we're recording the podcast. So, uh, you know, a continued state of gratitude is always the kind of remedy for the negative mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, and this is, this, this is where like, you know, manifesting is such like a fucking dick because it's like, I always say this, you know, the key to manifesting, they say, right, is to go into the feeling. So like for us, it's like, oh, the feeling of living in that house and then completely being like, but I don't care if it fucking happens. You have to let it go, which is a lot of times why people go, well, why did I manifest that so easily? But I can't manifest this so easily it's because you're clinging to it, right? Mm -hmm. You're holding it so taut in your taut tight in your hand they both work right okay um and so uh it, it is a it's it's an art of going okay um yes i can be grateful for where i am grateful for what this offers me um and whether it's a job or a friendship or whatever and then if you're like okay um but I really see this for myself and this is where I'd like to be. And I can also, you know, drop myself into the feeling of that and then completely surrender it, you know, and that surrender part, what I always say is that anytime someone tells you to let go or surrender, it's like somebody telling you to take a shit or have an orgasm, you know, like if somebody were like, take a shit right now, you're not going to be able to, right? I could. You could, yeah, because you're a fucking freak. <laughs> um, but like... I just did. Uh, so gross. You could probably initiate a fart uh, on demand too, right? Um, a little harder, but a little more of an essence to those. Uh, but yeah, so I'm the just kidding. I don't. I never fart. He never farts. Um, the the surrender thing is really hard, and a lot of times this is again why uh, we have things that happen in our life that push us to the place of surrender. So like. Um, Going back to Lyme disease for me, I mean, Lyme disease, and I would love to, to do a podcast about that sometime because it's definitely been one of my greatest teachers. Um, Lyme, Lyme disease definitely uh, m forces me to stop when I keep going, 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 going and not heeding all the signals I just talked about because as I will always own up to, uh, it is work. It's not like I'm just like floating around on my like little intuitive cloud and not having the ego come in. I mean, I have all the same challenges everybody else has, right? So like uh, there there are moments where I'm, you know, for me, I will push myself to the point of like, 
oh, I'm getting that like ringing in my ear. I will push myself to the point where my body goes and you're done. And then I'll be like, fuck, I did that. Like I didn't listen to when I was exhausted or I didn't listen to when I needed to, uh, uh, you know, end the, the, the session I was doing at the time where I was supposed to end the session because I'll often go over. Um, so there are a lot of times like things that come our way in life uh, that force us to a place of surrender. So when uh, you've been beaten down and exhausted, a lot of times that's when you finally go, I don't even fucking know. And we literally hand it over out of sheer, mm-hmm. like, I can't take it anymore is what I call it. Like, I can't take it anymore moments lead us to surrender. Um, wow, there's really some stuff going on in my ears right now. Um And these are all things to, um, if you're out there listening, if there's anything I say that you would like us to uh, expand on, please, you know, message us, uh, let us know, because um, I know that I I tend to do this a lot is all this information starts flooding me and I just want to get it all out as fast as I can. And a lot of it could just be one podcast um, in itself. I was literally just thinking like, have we... Have we completed the circle or we, did we just go on like nine different tangents? We've did a lot. But I mean, they're all related. It's all definitely connected. And this is this is what I feel like will just keep happening. Like as I listen to this podcast, I'll go, oh, right. We should really talk about that more. Um, and things will definitely recur over, over and over, and, over. Again. and yeah. necessarily. I mean, that's yeah. the, I always find myself fearful of being redundant. But yet um, I'm still in need of hearing myself say the shit I say over and over and over and over. And I say this shit a lot because of workshops and clients and, and just, you know, talking to Dave or you or Ruby. And, um, as everyone can probably tell, I never tire of talking about it. Um, This is true. But a lot of it is because I need to hear it. You know, like when I hear myself say things, you know, and again, because, you know, I, you know, half the time, I don't know if it's me or channeling or whatever the hell is happening, but I hear it and I'll be like, oh my God, like, that's like, I so need to hear myself say that right now. You know, I so needed to hear that information again. And, um, so yeah, we will be on repeat, I'm sure. And then that creates other openings for new discussions as well. Where can people reach you to discuss those things well you have the facebook page going on for us right so there's a the misfit lightworker podcast facebook page and then um i have the i have an instagram account the misfit lightworker um and you can direct message me there as well um and i also i mean as of right now i could just i have my my email which is loveandleap at gmail.com um love and leap is is really because it's basically how I live my life, you know, love big and take leaps of faith, um, meaning like trust your gut. So that's how love and leap kind of came about. But yeah, love and leap at gmail.com is how you can also email me. Okay, babe, do you feel like you've said what you wanted to say on this lovely Easter? It's so beautiful here right now. It's, it's stunning. Like, well, it's a little cooler now, but it was like mid 80s today on and April breezy. 16th. And we got to be at your uh, brother and sister-in-law's house in the middle of trees. And yeah, so beautiful. It's great. Thanks, family, for having us today. Yeah, fam. Stepping up. Aunt <laughs> Rena steps up to the plate. It was a really beautiful day. Yeah. Um, and thanks, everybody, for listening to us. Yeah, we Very hope you've grateful. had a beautiful day, too. What's it called? Day three.
Day three? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is our... Wait, what are you talking well, about? This is the third this podcast. This is the third podcast. But day three, because Jesus oh, was like know. resurrected on Good Friday, so Easter Sunday is the third. Yeah. And we're tying that That's in with our third podcast. Right. A little too religious-y for me, babe. <laughs> no, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm sticking with the Jesus going BRB. No, <laughs> LOL. My, 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 brother, my brother was talking about it because we kind of just say... Oh, and the lamb. Yeah, well, we have our little like kind of sarcastic religion things because of things that have happened to us in our lives. So that's one of them. Um, anyway, it's been a lovely uh, being with you today, babe, and all of you lovely people out there. Um, and uh, stay tuned for the next podcast, which should be out shortly. We're kind of starting to get into a good flow. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Well, happy Easter, everyone, if that's your thing. If not, happy Sunday. And um, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.